0: Oh, yeah. No.
1: Live from the mobile Spears and Steinberg studio. <laughs> in the hotel room at the Westin
0: here in Indianapolis. Uh, Living large. Yeah, and you know what? As we always say, we are on a quest. We're figuring this out, man. We, we are still a work in progress. Uh, this is the first time we've, we're adding video footage, which will be up on YouTube. Obviously not the whole thing. Just a little appetizer. You know, a couple of snippets, a couple of cuts, maybe a little montage of the best moments or or a preview of some of the best moments in this episode. (laughs) We don't want to give it all away. And then, of course, to get the whole kit and caboodle, you could either go to Patreon uh, for a certain special exclusive content or, you know, just fucking listen the way you've been listening. So we might hit some bumps and bruises along the way, make some mistakes, uh, but that's part of it. You know, we're I'm happy because we're growing an audience. Uh, we've added some new promotional techniques, and uh, we're coming along. So, how long have we been doing this now? This is are we two on year three?
1: No, I think it's two and a half. I think we're creeping up on three, yeah, maybe. Uh, but we want and a big thank you to everybody who's been with us from from the beginning. From yeah, the, and that's why we are saying,
0: hits one on one. Welcome, um, fuck man. Uh, yeah, so we're still babies, man. We we we're not like the fighter and the kid who got 600 episodes or of course the the god of podcasting Joe Rogan with over a 1000 we we we're at like one almost 190 so you know uh we still babies in this motherfucker but nonetheless thank you uh Ed, are you with me?
1: I'm with you. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Uh-huh. You're on the TV. Dude, it's it, turn it, the TV it, off. It, no, it's it's oh it's football opening day. Okay. I love the music that we just play right. a little bit and i am I might have to turn it off it's a commercial right now and i'm still looking at it like i can't wait to see I like know, someone i know kick off a football or
0: yeah i just want to make sure we you know we focus
1: man. yeah i'm focused. them niggas is paid yeah i'm back
0: okay um i told you i have the world's worst jew uh <laughs> sometimes your mind don't be on the money nigga um it's speaking of the football let's address the elephant in the room Uh, we're here in Indianapolis. Yeah, man. uh, Which, of course, is a football city. Colts, a.k.a. Once Upon a Time Ago, Peyton Manning. Yeah. uh, The godson. Um, And I'm looking at the TV, too. And again, this is, I don't want to bring people down, but this is the depression that we are living in. The fucking (laughs) audience. They got to do social distancing. It's like looking at fucking, I don't know, it's like 18 motherfuckers spread out. How do you how do you
1: build up your morale to want to go out there and play the sport with no one cheering you? I know that's it's supposed to hold like what 70,000 people and Right. It, and it has I mean even 7,000 people and 70,000 doesn't look like anything.
0: Right. It's it's uh
1: But it, it it's football. Uh, they're going to make it they're going to make it work um and I don't know. I you know when we've just been cooped up for so long it's it's
0: Again, we keep saying the same thing. We want to, Everybody, of course, wants to get back to normalcy because uh, just when you kind of feel like some things are normal, you get reminded of the state that we're in. Like we, I checked into the hotel yesterday. I got up at 4 in the morning to catch a 6 o'clock flight. Uh, I got to Indianapolis around uh, 4, so I hadn't eaten anything all day. Uh, cause again, the reminder is even if you fly first class, they don't do the meals no more. Yeah. They give these little snack boxes. They give, they give you what they give the people in coach.
1: Well, and the people in coach don't get nothing anymore. Right. Yeah. So,
0: uh, yeah, at this point they shouldn't even close the motherfucking curtain. At least let niggas look in, but the food ain't the same. And so I went, when I got to the hotel, uh, generally I don't like to, as my rule goes, eat five or six hours before the show. Uh, and I'm like two hours removed from the show. And I said, damn, I'd at least like to order, I don't know, some finger food, maybe some hot wings or something. And I forgot they can't do room service. Mm -hmm. So it's like these constant reminders of where we're at. And it stinks. And Indianapolis is one of the cool spots where the nightlife is banging. Uh, Right near the comedy club, the nightlife is banging. They got a 12 o'clock curfew. No more 2 o'clock Close at two in the morning. Yeah, they close at twelve,
1: and we're 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 finishing at twelve. So we're
0: finishing it at twelve fifteen, twelve twenty.
1: No, you better say twelve because the club gets in trouble. They have to close at twelve.
0: Well, okay, they gotta close at twelve. But I'm just saying, by the time we finish, oh yeah, with merch, by the time we
1: walk out, yeah, by the time we work, walk out, yeah, it's 12. the shows 50. have to be done at twelve. But by the time we walk out, merch right. closing up the place, yeah, they're not getting out there at twelve. And 30.
0: there's nowhere to go. It's like Nothing. it's like we're on punishment, man. You know, get done with your show, go back to your room, and go to bed.
1: Stinks, man Dude, when I landed uh, The first thing I did Was uh, go to Chick-fil-A That's in the That's in the airport Right I got me a bag of Chick-fil-A And I was ready I I knew I mean, I was Mm. taking care I I, I didn't want to have any issues Chick-fil-A should sponsor this shit We talk about Chick-fil-A Yeah, but the motherfuckers Don't serve on Sundays No, they don't
0: Because they had some religious shit, right? Yeah, Yeah, we You know, we devils, nigga
1: (laughs) You go to Popeye's on Sunday
0: that's devil shit, <laughs> I'm a Popeyes whore. You're a Chick-fil-A
1: whore. No, man, I like them both. They're di- they, it's completely different. You know, you would one one, one, the breading is, is just like against the chicken, but it's not crispy. But it right. but it tastes great. And the other Popeyes is crispy. Uh-huh. And and you get the sparkle when you eat it. Popeyes
0: is for niggas, man. I like both of that's them. That's the nigga sandwich. Um, so that's that's what it is. Uh that's what it is, um, you know. And, and we here and, and everything. Listen, I'm just glad again to be back doing the podcast this way. I'm gonna yeah. be honest with you, man. I looked at Anchor, and like I said, our numbers are growing. I hated that last episode, the WAP episode, because I sounded like shit.
1: Yeah, we got. We have to. We have and
0: to- Sergio Sosa wrote me and, and he, on Instagram, and he said, "Dude, you sounded like you were in a bucket." Yeah. And and Matthew Riggins said that he he said uh, I sounded like I was doing the podcast from the jail phone in prison with niggas <laughs> waiting behind me waiting to use the pay phone. Like I just I hate the way it sound, man. And 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 listen, the numbers on that episode were were high, yeah. and I just I, I thought it was shit. Not well, not because of the content, just the quality.
1: We need to maybe go through Zoom when we do it. That would be the the other answer.
0: Yeah. So I f- forgive me, uh, y'all. Uh, I hated it. But I this is our first time in, in
1: a month. This is a month. Yeah. Yeah. So uh and we're back on the road next week as well. We're going to be in
0: uh <laughs> Miami, <me mommy. laughs> Miami, baby, next week. The Latinos, the Dominicans, the Cubans, the Puerto Ricans.
1: And it's all going to be shut down by the time we- uh, No, I don't
0: think so. Really? They're, I, they're staying I, open I, late? I heard they're- Well, I don't know if late, late, but- Not like old-time squad. Old school late, like six in the morning, but they're going to be rocking, nigga. Okay.
1: Well, uh, that that's going to be the clip for uh, for uh uh YouTube right there. <laughs> Heat. Miami, nigga. Miami Improv. We'll be there. Miami Improv. What that is, is it. that? It's in Durell, though, right? It's, it says it's know. Miami, but it's in Durell. Like, it's right next Man, to Miami. I don't give a fuck. Where is that, nigga? I'm just nigga? saying. I, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't fuck understand. Fuck
0: all that. Apples and oranges, nigga. It's the <laughs> Puerto Ricans. Eee! The Spanish, baby. I like this. It ain't Tell him about the gun line ball, <laughs> salsa, Hispanic music, Hispanic culture, rice and beans. You don't like plantains, though. I don't. I do not.
1: I got I, and, and Aries is so weird about food. He doesn't even want to give me his plantains. He doesn't. No, have, you can have my plantains. Yeah, but you, you, I have to wait till you're all done because you don't have my, my my silverware, my fingers near your your regular food. This That's just, just nigga behavior. We don't. <laughs> You, know, you motherfuckers eat off of each other. Eat you behind could, each other. You could have flicked it onto the plate. I wouldn't care. Listen,
0: uh, I'm just looking forward to it. Again, it's one of those hand rubbers, you know, and you circle the calendar. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I love it. Florida, baby, where the girls don't like their fathers. They dress like they don't like their fathers.
1: Yeah, so we're going to be there. You're listening to this on uh, Wednesday. We're going to be there Friday, right? Uh, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
0: I might go there from
1: here. <laughs> Just wait it Fuck out. Fuck going
0: home. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's get to some shit. All right, um, dude, we we uh, uh they got a Jaredellos here in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, like the deep dish home of Chicago. Um, so Andy went and I went by there yesterday uh, mm-hmm. for lunch. Um. And, you know, we kind of got to talking, and, and, and I remember, you know, we were talking about COVID and how's, you know, things at home because that's where we've been. And uh, we got, I guess we got to talking about uh, our kids yeah, a little bit. You had asked me how my family was. Um, and, you know, Andy always talks about his boys and Phoenix and uh, wanting them to move. He want, You said you eventually want them to move out. I would out love
1: to- it if they moved out to the East Coast, but, you know, I, I could, they have to do what's best for them. Right. Um,
0: yeah, listen, man. I and I'm gonna say this. You know, I'm not proud of it, but I, I try to be as honest as I can. I envy you, man, because you're a good dad, man. You know, and and when we go to Miami, of course, my man, our, our boy Neri is out there, Neri Signs, who again used to open for me before Andy. Uh, we kind of joked on the Flow Rider episode. He, uh, you know, he was he was he was Bobby Brown. And then he left and he, you came along as Johnny <laughs> Gill. So, um, you know, and Neri too, man. Y'all are great fathers, man. And and I'm not a good dad, man. Uh, and, 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 you know, Nary's the kind of father where, you know, you look on his Instagram page, him and his wife and his kids, they all wear matching pajamas, yeah. you know, and they got the Disney pajamas and they take pictures all matched up. When, when the holidays roll around and it's Christmas time, they all got festive sweaters. And listen, a part of me, you know, would love to do that, but, but, you know, I don't think I was ready for fatherhood when it came, and I don't want to seem like I'm ducking responsibility because if you, you know, if you shoot it, got to raise it, you know. So, uh, but I, I think that because I, I, I am not where I want to be, uh, and I'm still focused on wanting that so badly. That to me, almost raising my kids is a distraction. Um, and I felt like, you know, if I was where I wanted to be and I was comfortable and I had enough money in the bank and I, and I got the mansion and some cars and everything's flowing smooth with my career, um, you know, I could then settle into, hey, y'all, let's put on our Christmas sweaters. But because, you know, I'm not there, uh, I don't want to get too tied down to being into that. Because then I'll just really get lazy and settle and say, fuck it.
1: You know, honestly, I think he, what you said was really honest. I don't know that it's some people are going to think it's really selfish. And I don't I, don't, I want to say it like this. I noticed that a lot of people in this particular industry, the entertainment industry, uh, especially the men, I'm speaking mainly the men uh, when they get older and they get a divorce, they have a second family. And I think it's because what you just said they didn't have they didn't enjoy the the family they didn't enjoy the kid because they were trying to be to get to what level that they were trying to achieve something right and then they have they have that second family uh I don't know how much resentment there is with that, but I see a lot of a lot of older men in the in the industry have a second family and they they relive. That
0: and when you say second family you mean they, starting over they started
1: over they right. they did it again so they can they could take the time and appreciate because they realized that they missed a lot. Right. But I think that's that, that's the question man how much do you want to miss? I when you talk about Nary, I see Nary and I'm like that's a good father. Like I wish I would do like you know the pajama thing that you talked about that's mm. cute. And if someone else does it I'll I'll participate. But I never think that far ahead to go, oh, this would be cute to get us all matching. That's right. that's not me either. I like being there for my ki- my right. family, and I've been there. But, Neri, th- that's that. Like,
0: he lives and breathes super dad, you know? Like, he's the Hispanic Bill Cosby, nigga.
1: But in the Hispanic culture, that's family is the most important thing.
0: In a lot of cultures, Italian culture, family is everything.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You know, and despite the stereotypes, black family is you know did that too. That's why movies like Soul Food and Big Mama's, when it's time to have that dinner and Big Mama cook everything that kills niggas, uh, you know that's what that is. So, you know, listen, man, I like don't get me wrong. I love my kids, I I, I do. Um, But it's weird because you know, as as a father with your son. You always want to feel chip off the old block. That's my twin cut from my cloth. And I love my son. I really do. Uh, but he's nothing like me.
1: He's not your mini-me.
0: He's not my mini-me at all. Uh, he's more like his mother. He's he's a, he's a mama's boy. You know. Again, I grew up with a father, and you guys have heard me say this, who took me to see the original Death Wish when I was a kid. <laughs> One of the most brutal rape scenes ever. I had a father who, when I went over his house, he had an open collection of of VHS movies mixed with porn. You know, and if he if he took a, if he if he left the crib, I could watch that motherfucker. Not like I, I was supposed to, but I could watch the motherfucker. I grew up with a father and 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 uncles who played spades and cards and dominoes and who cursed and who drank openly in front of me. You know, um and and my mother, not to that degree, but damn near was just as open. And and you know I, I I grew up around like you know street niggas, you know, and, and my son is uh goes to a nice private school, uh, extremely well mannered, overly well mannered, uh, and you know this nigga skips. <laughs> you know, see, he skips. He's happy, okay. And I'm I'm not you know, but I'm just saying this nigga skips. He wears Crocs and his heels is out, and this nigga skips. When he walks, he t- gets flight, and and you know, I just didn't come from that, and, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying like we he he, he times where we, I guess we could kind of buy Look, and then there's certain things that just you know, and, and look, 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 he wasn't from birth all the way till he's ten years old now. It wasn't like from birth till ten. He's been up under me for the whole time. Like him and his, his mother and I had a lot of touch and go. We together, we not together, we together, we not together. She move in, she move out, she move in, she move out. It's been a lot of that shit. And even I came up that way with my father. My father was, I wasn't up under him. He came when he came in and he left when he left. Um But again, I I still grew up in Manhattan. I grew up in the streets. My playground was an abandoned parking lot. You know, I grew up around yeah. Kids Puerto Rican kids that hung around the bodegas and we drank quarter waters and and shit like that,
1: so he you played know, sports on, a, on an empty lot on an
0: empty lot yeah um and you know so he's been raised by his mother and three sisters his whole life, basically, and like uh one thing that his mother and his sisters they all do it is you know they all go when they see something cute, they all go, ah, that's cute, ah And my son does that. he goes, ah. And you know, I be hearing that shit, and it it irritates me. And if I try to reprimand him, his mother gets acts like a fucking maniac. And 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 like at one time, and I was telling you this yesterday, like there's a place called the Boiling Crab in L.A. And and it's one of those places where yeah. you go, you order the crab, it comes in a plastic bag, a gang of fucking sauce that you choose is in the bag with the crab legs. They got the snow crab, they got the Alaskan crab. It's a messy shit. When you eat it, you need a fucking one of them suits them niggas wear when they got them drums with toxic chemicals. You, it's messy, um, you know. Uh, me and his mom, we like to get down. We eat, you know what I mean? She Puerto Rican. I'm you see my waistline, nigga. We eat, and she gets the uh, I get the 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 Alaskan king crab, and she gets the dungeness, and which is you know the whole body of the crab. Yeah. So one time we went, we got it, and then she was like, this is so good, I know I'm going to want more later. So she ordered another Dungeness crab, and we came back to the crib, and she's getting ready to eat it, and my son sees the crab, and he goes, "Oh, don't eat Mr. Krabs.
1: From, from Spongebob. From Spongebob. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and listen. Did, but it, does it just peak your ear? Do you go... Do you I, hear it? I, I, Do you I, hear I, it I, like, I, like fingernails on a chalkboard?
0: Yeah, because I'm just like, yo, I, you know, you're a little boy. You're, you, you you should be a little rougher. You Let me give you some more background. So, okay, so there's the Don't Eat Mr. Krabs. Um, and my daughter, Jada, uh, before I describe her, she watches Barbie cartoons on Netflix. And I'll come out of my theater room, and my son be right there watching it with her. And I want to be like, nigga, what about Spider Man? What about the Transformers? Some Action Boy cartoons. This thing is watching Barbie. I almost want to snatch the remote and put on porn. So, but so you're
1: thinking he's soft? Yes. Like you. I, I wish he would be a little harder. So does it? Are you feeling like he may not be straight? Is that why you? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sensing that. Um. You just feel like he's not. <clears throat> yeah. I, but but to his credit, he's watching those Barbie things. You talk about watching uh, Sex in the City. He gave you insight to women and the way women think. Right. What if he's just learning all women shit nah, right nah, now? No, nah, not at that age. Not at that not age. Maybe not knowingly, but picking up, oh, girls like this, girls like that. Well, then he's better than me if he's doing that now. I mean, I'm not saying he's doing and listen, it and, and, I'm, and I'm just saying he could just be
0: watching it for the sake that it's a cartoon.
1: Yeah, but he's picking up on things that women like, that we as boys didn't always pick up on. But we as boys
0: were into boys shit.
1: Okay, that is true.
0: You know what I mean? Matter of fact, it was almost the same connotation as girls, ew. When you were boys, you went girls, ew. No girls allowed in the all-male fort. So, so that, we came because- from a different mindset And a different behavior But that's probably where we are now Where not just him But maybe that's okay That all boys Take part in A cartoon that's more towards Girls cool. Whereas in my, my come up
1: Didn't do it No but it, it, like you said It was different Girls didn't come into the, into the clubhouse Now girls come into the clubhouse Everything's on the same plate what, if, what Okay, let, let's just, just for a second, though, just test this water carefully. Uh, if he wasn't straight, how would you be with that?
0: Listen, uh, at the end of the day, he's my son. Yeah. I'm not going to disown him. Uh, but I also don't want to lie and give that answer that everybody thinks I should give. Politically correctly, the political correct answer, which is, I'd just be fine with it. I mean, ultimately, I would be, but why would I want that? Why would I want that? Whoa. And, and and listen, here's my thing. If it is what it is, it is what it is. Um, You know, I just know, when, like, look, in the black community, we tend to, when we've been told we can't be something, we can't do something, and we have to maybe do it this way, black people have always been able to adapt and go, oh, word? So that's what you want? Well, then, motherfucker, let's go hard in the paint. Like, and I, and like, like I remember the malice in the palace in Detroit. Uh, prior to that, you know, the brothers, when they weren't playing, they came in with do-rags on, neck chains, you know, jeans, you know, hip-hop. Then the malice in the palace took place when the, when the the with the Pistons and the Pacers fight and then David Stern, the commissioner, said, from now on, dress code. Suits, at least a sports jacket and shoes. No more do-rags, no more chains, no more hip-hop wear, no more sweats. And as though that, you know, to some degree was going to make the brothers in the NBA be upset. But they said, fuck it then. If we got a dress, nigga, fashion time. And them niggas overdid it. Looking sharp, tailored suits, cuffs, you know fly hats. So when we go somewhere, we go all the way. And I'm saying that to say this. If my son is, ends up being gay, nigga fine. Uh but I hope it's not one of those okay, if I'm going to be gay, nigga, let's go hard. Like like don't be magic, son. You know, like just 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 tone it down. You know what I mean? And I know some people might take offense to that. In the gay community, but I'm just saying, like you know, you don't have to be a show, because that part would be hard for me to handle. You know what I mean? If you like, look, what's my man's name? Anderson Cooper. Yeah, I didn't even know he was gay. You know what I'm saying? Because there's nothing, and I, you know, stereotypical. It ain't the hello. He's just he's just acting how he acts, and you couldn't tell unless he told you. So what I'm saying is. You know, I, I I probably would be more susceptible to to being able to handle that than a show. You, you know, the Atlanta motherfucker, your dude with heels on, makeup, blush, earrings, blouses.
1: That just be hard for me to take, man. Well, you know, I know you said that some people might find that hard to hear. Like, like you know, don't you know, Magic Sun, EJ, right? Yeah, yeah um uh, the reason i don't think that's unfair and and, and people are going to say what they want to say but when you said over over it's almost and i'm not knocking anybody's lifestyle if you're and over neither the, am I. if you're it, over it, the top you're comfortable with that you do what you do that's your life I, but i'm not but on the other hand if you're Heterosexual And you're overly hetero You walk in But what's punching, overly hetero? But walk in Punching You know Acting you like You're just knocking niggas like, out you just acting like You know Like you're the big You <laughs> know funny. That that you wearing the, the look The you know Got tattoos And you You, I, I'm, you just uh, come uh, into I a bar And go know. Let me get it a bar a problem, Nigga then, and, and you punch dump somebody, the bartender yeah, yeah. Right after he gives you your beer But you don't You know The guys that I'm talking about That have to do everything With that huh, That extra Like extra man on it Yeah That's annoying too though
0: But 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 let me be honest with you. Where and how often do you see that,
1: dude? I see it less, but it used to be something that you saw a lot. Men just realize that that isn't what women want, and they've and they changed that. But men used to try to be the macho man, you know that. And then they you talking about like a Burt Reynolds type,
0: like back in the day.
1: You know, even more so. And, you know, hitting on women and acting like that certain, you know, that, that, the Cavanaugh. I'm not even saying that name right. Uh, Kavanostra? I don't, neither one of us are getting that name right.
0: I'm just, is that what you're going for? No, no, no.
1: uh, Some, some, like, supposed to be some sexy dude back in the day. Uh, Yeah, that, that's annoying. So. I wish you, I wish I had more of a specific
0: detail of what you're saying because I'm not quite sure I follow you and I'm not and if I think you're going where I think you're going, I don't necessarily know that I agree with that. Now, when you say overly heterosexual, but what's overly heterosexual though, for real? now Comedically, that's funny that a guy would, which we know would never really happen to that degree, would go into a into a bar and knock a motherfucker out after he serves him a drink. I'll give you a great example of what, what you just described. There was an episode of Sex in the City where Charlotte... Met this dude. He looked like a fucking dreamboat. He looked like one of them dudes on them paperback, crazy mess, uh, over the top novels, were like a Fabio type. And he was well mannered. He was this. He was that. She was digging him, but he was a fighter. So if he was in a bar with her and a dude walked past him and accidentally bumped, bumped him, him, he knocked the nigga out. Yeah, he got- And that was a turn off to her. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, but he- I, but that's more. Entertainment. I don't know that
1: that's really No, happening. there are guys that walk into a place and someone bumps them and they, they act like that, that was the end of the world or that just have some mood swing issues or just look like they might have been done one too many steroids and they're just fucking right. amped okay. up all the time. Right. Those dudes. And the guy who always has to hit on the girls and the guy who always has to say the bullshit and... Stick out his tongue, or whatever he's doing right. to get—that's overly done. That's what I mean by that. That—that's too much, too. I, I think when you like anything in life, when you take the two extremes, I think that right. that's that's we. I think we all kind of want to fall in the somewhere. In, in I don't, we want to fall in a comfortable area where I don't think we're over, where we're representing our true selves. And I think when you go over the top, you're not representing your true self. You're representing a character. Right. Okay. I, you know,
0: again, this, by the very nature of this conversation, this is delicate. Uh, I, you know, I, I just want to be clear. Like, I, you know, I, again, I, I love my son. I don't believe he's gay. I don't believe he's going to be gay. I just don't sense that. Uh, like I said, he's just... I, I, every father's fantasy is, is to go... You know, I look at some of the, 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 the athletes who... Whether it's football or basketball, they raise their kids, and their son is shooting jump shots and making them like like his dad, or you know he's ruffling and tumbling on a football field like his dad, and 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 I you know, and that partly may be my fault because I don't, I don't I'm not a sports guy, so I don't do any of that, but you know, um, I I just don't relate to him like like most fathers and sons relate. And it's awkward at times and I don't know what to say. At times I don't know what to do. And to be honest like I said, at times I don't think I was even ready for this. And but it was what it was. I wasn't going to go, man, fuck that, I'm out. I wasn't going to do that, but my head's not all the way into
1: that. I think you're just you're still adjusting to to being because like you did say you weren't always she also lived in a, in another state for a period of time too yeah, so you just haven't had the constant connection and I think once you guys figure out who you guys are together, I think that that changes it my my son, my oldest son uh, when he was younger, he got very he got into this very soft stage for a little while you know and I, and I had I asked myself if my son if if he was gay, Am I how am I going to be with that? Am I how how am I going to be as a as a father? Am I, how am I going to? And, and I realized it isn't going to make a difference. But there's things that there are things that would change. Like I always imagine like my kids, you know, growing up, and then you know they they meet they meet a girl, and she, he brings her home, and I said, oh man, she's she's beautiful. You guys are going to have great kids together, and 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 that's how I I saw it. And I said, but if that's not the case, then now he's. He's gonna bring a dude over, and am I still gonna be able to go? Oh, he's beautiful. You guys are gonna adopt gorgeous children together. It's it's a different scenario, yeah. and it's it, it is a change. It isn't what the it isn't in the heterosexual idea of what it is, but it's still a lifestyle that you have to go. Yeah, but I want the best for my kid. I want him to be happy no matter who that kid is. I want I want his family to be happy because there's a lot of straight people who are unhappy. So if you if you had a, if you if your kid was gay and he had a gay fan, he had his little he has his gay lover and they were family and they were happy I I would be happier with that than than having a, a heterosexual uh related family that were miserable and always had problems. Right. <laughs> I think that's the only way you can look at it. I don't I don't know if there's I mean there's challenges in life, man, and and it's still no matter what anybody says, I don't care how accepting things are. It's always challenges. Yeah. Um I I don't think we covered this bad at all. I think that this was as honest and and non-judgmental as possible.
0: Yeah, and listen, I, you know, I would want I of course I would want him to be happy and all of that and uh Uh, And this is not. This is more about just the awkwardness of he and I, and things that don't seem familiar to me, or doesn't seem just, just seem. I don't know. Like again, this is not so much about. Oh, I'm trembling in fear that he's going to be. It ain't about that. It's more about you know, dude, relationship. Yeah. Why why, why you? Why you got to watch Barbie cartoons? Why you got to go aw? Why you got to? You know, uh, like when we go to and I I remember I was trying to do this in my stand up when I would take him to Universal. And uh, I kind of said this thing where, you know, as with kids, you got to get under the the line. You got to be this tall to ride the ride and they make you get under that thing to measure you. And he was like inches away from being able to ride the ride. But if he would have just stood on his toes a little bit and cheated, he could have got on a fucking ride. And I was, and when he was getting measured, and I could tell he wasn't gonna make it, I was trying to signal to him, nigga, "Get on your toes." And when he didn't, I pulled him aside, and I was like, "Dog, why didn't you?" And he was like, "No, it's not. You're not right to break the rules. You should adhere to the rules. First of all, you you seven. How the fuck you know what adhere means? <laughs> Secondly, nigga, what? Like kids in my neighborhood, the mentality would be, nigga." Do what you got to do. to get on the Sneak ride. Sneak in, nigga, whatever. And, and, and for him to be that well-mannered, I, I just go, that to me seems not like what boys do. We, we jump off furniture. We break shit. We light shit on fire. We curse when our parents aren't around. He
1: don't do none of that. But he's also growing up in a different age and a different time. People are different. Like, you know, and, and even culturally... We're different depending on where you live. Spike Lee and I are about the same age, and I used to hear him talk about fifty-five and I double nickel. Go ahead. And I used to hear about him how he snuck into uh, the Knicks games. He was a Knicks fan. He always snuck into the Knicks games, and to me that baffled me because I'm the same age, and I was like, I, I would go to the Suns games, and I, I would go. Uh, we would drive up to Phoenix when I was when we were old enough to drive, sixteen, uh, and I would we'd go. Try to get some cheap tickets to go to the, the Suns games. Right. I, I couldn't even imagine, like the the idea of sneaking in didn't even right. occur to me that that was a possibility. So like, it's not just, uh, you know, just it's where you live, who you who you are around. Right. I mean, his his mom does things the way that she thinks it's appropriate to do it, so he doesn't get in any trouble. You're thinking are you're supposed to when we were when we were growing up. Even though I didn't get, I did get in trouble, but. Part of growing up as a boy was to get in a little bit of trouble. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not that way anymore though.
0: Like his mother kills me because she, she talks out of both sides of her neck. Where she'll go to me, she, she, you know. And again, maybe this really falls into the Italian, Hispanic thing, but she's takes pride in the man being the man of the house. You're the man of the house. Be the man. You know, that's your son. Hone him, train him, be the man. All right, well, when I try to do man shit, you didn't turn into a white Jewish mom. (laughs) (laughs) My baby, don't, my little baby. And you mother him and you coddle him. So what do you want me to do? You want me to be the man and be this father and be, come on, son. But then when I do that and I raise my voice, then it's, don't hurt my baby, my little poppy, my little prince.
1: She wants you to show him without telling him, and she wants him to absorb your manness. She wants you to absorb. He wants. She wants you to just be next to him, and he he picks up on that stupid woman shit.
0: Touch without feel, see without sight, love, but you know, like what the fuck, man? There's only one formula
1: for this. Do it. I, you know, as much as I'd like to say that, you know, being a hundred percent nurturing is beautiful. Like that would be a great way, and your kids. But you learn, and I hate to say it this way, but we all make mistakes, and as a parent, we make mistakes. But your kids learn more from watching you fuck up than they do. Because I, I remember, okay, my dad. He didn't live. He didn't live with us. My dad left my mom when I was. Uh, I don't even think I was one, and. uh I learned that I was going to be there for my kids because of that, and I raised my kids. I didn't go out to do comedy. To my kids, moved out on their own. I didn't leave to go to New York. To my kids, left. I was there for them. Uh, I think I did an all right job as a dad. I'm not the dad I wanted to be, but I think I, I, I think I, I, you know, I did I did a good job. But my kids learned a lot from watching me make mistakes, and when we talk about it, and they bring up something that happened, we'll talk about it, and they've learned from it. I know that they've learned from things that right. I've done wrong. And 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 the the moms have to let some things happen so that they can have conversations. So you can look at your kid and go, I didn't do that right. I didn't do that right. I shouldn't have yelled at you. Like maybe I shouldn't have yelled at you then. Uh, that would, you know, I think there there's something uh, to learn together with your child. You do need to make mistakes. And I think a lot of women a lot of women that I've seen Get very sensitive and emotional when fathers make mistakes. I'm not saying hurt the kids. I'm saying just, you know, the way you might reprimand or the way you might get mad about something, or the way you try to teach something that was maybe a way you were taught that isn't really communicating that way today. I think there's a lot to be learned from that if, if you Dude, are open. Let me tell you something like my son's 10
0: and his mother still says, that, first of all, she called my little prince, my little prince. That annoys me. And then she'll say things to him like, "Okay, before we go out, did you go pee pee? Did you go pee pee?" She's not letting be get. She's not letting him grow up. <clears throat> and and, I, and again, if I say something, and, and and listen, man, I came up with a father. My father was a bear, nigga. I mean, his bark was bigger than his bite. My mother's bite was bigger than a bark. My mother slapped the shit out you. My mother was a motherfucking uh, Russian KGB agent, nigga. <laughs> when it came to discipline. My father could get scary vocally because he, my father was aggressive. I'm like that. So when I raise my voice, I can scare the shit out of you. And that, listen, I could do that all day and hopefully that works to the point where I don't have to get physical. Even though I believe at times you have to get physical. But, you know, I don't have to get physical with him. I don't even have to raise my voice to him because again, He's so fucking well-mannered. But at times when I have tried to project, like I said, it's that double shit. You want me to be the man. You want me to be the father. You want me to be James Evans. But when I act like James Evans, you start panicking. So I just end up backing off and leaving it alone.
1: The thing you said about going pee-pee was really funny because there was a point where my stepfather, who was more of the... He was a big Italian guy from Detroit. He's, you know... There, there was just a point where, like, I wasn't asked if I had to go to the bathroom before a ride. And if I was like, I I have to go to the bathroom because you knew we were getting in the car, right? You knew where we are going, right? Well, if you pee your pants, you're going to walk around all day with your pants peed. And you're going to get in trouble for peeing on the seat. And you learn to either fucking pee before you left or learn how to hold your piss. That was right. it. And, you know, the, the, I, I, to, to your... She might be uncomfortable with that, but I I, I, that, that I learned from that day forward. Right, I, I peed before I left, and if I didn't, I just shut up and I got there and I ran right in the house and I peed. Right, you know, it, there is a difference between the age when we grew up though, and the age that they're growing up in now.
0: Like I like like I love my daughter, man, and when she and she and she knows how to manipulate, and when she wants to be, when she's daddy. She'll put that voice on. When she wants to be that, she melts in my hand like ice cream in the summer. I mean, I mean, I can't say no to her. But my daughter can be a fucking cunt at times. <laughs> Just a fucking mean cunt. And, you know, dude... <sighs> Like I said, there, there are times when you know I'm around them and I go, man, this is nice. Family, kids running around, there's energy in the house. this is nice. Then there are times when I go get the fuck out of here Like like she'll take them to the beach uh, every now and then they'll just drive to down Pacific Coast Highway and then take pictures of them playing in the sand they're gonna be. and when they all leave the house, I'm like, yes. Get the fuck out of here! I, I, just again, I, maybe if I was in a place where it was like, all right, everything is set the way I want it to be,
1: yeah. Nah, man, it's it's. But nice. I'm not there. Nah, it's nice to miss. It's nice to miss them. I'm gonna be. Honest, I love my kids, but it's nice to miss them. Uh, it's nice that when I see them, I'm so excited to see them. But I gotta be. By the time I leave, I'm like, okay, that was enough, right? You know. um, Yeah, one of the other things, though, that you know that that gets missed in this, and I think that's important as as you're dealing with this right now, is uh, there's a difference between I think how sometimes men look at it and sometimes women look at it, and and she'll say, and I bet she said this, you know, he's just a kid, he's just a kid, right? You ever get hurt? She's just, he's just baby, he's just yeah. Well, men are raising adults we're raising children to become men or women we're raising them to be who they are women are raising children and i'm not saying that's everybody i'm saying that's how i remember saying to someone one day they go hey man he's just a kid i go i'm not raising him to be a kid i'm raising him to be an adult he he was like 14 15 at the time he was old enough to know better you know, I'm going to treat him like he's going to get treated if he doesn't handle his business the way that he's supposed to handle it. Right. Because I'm not raising him. If I, don't tra- if I don't raise him to be an adult, then he's going to have problems as an adult. And I think a lot of people in, in, in this day and age, I think we raise, uh, we're raising children, and we forget that they have to go out into the adult world. And that's why so many kids that go out are not ready for work, or to be on their own and be able to, to handle their own schedule because everybody's done everything for them up to this point. Right. And I'm, I raised my kids to be adults. I, I mean, I treated them correctly, but I was raising adults. I wasn't raising children. They, they came as children. I'm raising adults. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I okay. I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, dude. I, I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just in a weird. Certain things. I'm just, you know.
1: Have you ever just taken them away for, a weekend? Who me and the kids? Yeah. Just me and them. Me and just one of them at a time. No, and I, and I. Listen,
0: there have been times when, you know, she would leave my daughter with me and go, let her hang out with you for half a second while I go do this. Five minutes into it, she, my daughter's bitching, complaining. Where's mommy?
1: Think, she wants attention. She wants constant. She wants attention.
0: Okay, so okay, so what are you saying that I should be giving her that? Because I'm, I, I try to give her that. But I, listen, I'm the side piece, nigga. <laughs> she wants the wife. She wants mommy, and I'm fine with that. Go have her. You know, I'm just saying, man. Look. This, this would look be frowned upon. How dare? That's like when I go. Truthfully, yo, I don't. I'm, if it ain't my kids, I'm not a fan of children. I don't like other people's kids. And when most people see other people's kids, they are and get googly eyed and Google Gaga. I'm not like that. If you're not my child and you're a child, get the <laughs> fuck away from me. I'm not a fan of children like that. And that would look, that would be frowned upon because it's children. They're supposed to be acceptable by all means. No, some of them are devils, nigga. They ain't all cute. Some of them, I look at certain little kids and I go, God damn, you fucked. You're going to have it rough. You ain't, you fucked. And I just, I always say it's like smelling your own shit. When I can I, I can, sit in, a, I can yeah. sit in the bathroom and, and do the smell of my own shit, but I don't like the smell of other people's shit. I get turned, oh, goodness, that's your booty, nigga.
1: There are very few people that I think are kid people that truly embrace other people's kids. I'm annoyed by other people's kids. I'm not, you know what, though, I'm, I'm going to, let me read. I'm not necessarily uh, annoyed with the kids, I'm annoyed with the way the parents handle their kids.
0: Well, that's, a, that's, that's, that's an understatement. But even if you handle your kids well, every now and then I might see a kid based on their personality. And go, eh, cute little motherfucker. Yeah, this because the way they, you know, they got a spunk to them or the way they mouth certain things. But, but, but I just, you know, that's what, and I'm saying all that to say what is supposed to be the traditional norm. I don't, I don't, I don't flow in that direction, man. That's why I'm saying like parenthood to me. I'm almost like that parent that goes, what's wrong with you? You upset? Here's some money. Go buy some shit. Buy something, nigga. What, you need a toy? Like, nigga, be happy. What, what not, and I'm not saying I'm not affectionate because I can be and I will be. But I just don't embrace that shit the way you're supposed to normally by society's means.
1: But when you say by the way you're supposed to, the truth is people would rather be a grandparent than a parent. You hear that all the time. Right. It's so much easier to be the grandparent. Because, or an aunt and an uncle. An aunt and uncle because they're going home. You you get to enjoy a good part of them. And if they're not being good that day, it's going to end soon. Right. And you don't have to deal with it.
0: Right.
1: Their work. And people forget that their work. I've seen you around your kids. You, you, and I. I've seen you around. I think your daughter more than your son. Right, and you're great with her. Uh, you're great when you when I when I was around your son. That that wasn't that, That's not the issue. I can see though. You have a certain trajectory and a focus that you've been on a long time. You would have been. Uh, if racial harmony was something different in the fifties, you would have been a great fifties dad. You would have went out and worked. Someone would have stayed <laughs> right, home. Did the, right, right. did, uh, did all the shit. You would have, you came home, I'm, I'm, gave him I, a kiss, I, read him a book. I, I, I'm trying to implement that. Now Now you're trying to re Yeah. In 2020. Black folks didn't get that in the fifties. So maybe you could start that for black folks in the fifties. Yeah. You know, but uh, now, right, <laughs> right. Right. <laughs>
0: Fuck leave it to Beaver, nigga. Leave it to Deshaun. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: you want to move on to something else? Yeah, well, we only we don't even, that's an almost an hour right there. But yeah, let's see. Yeah, what, I mean, what do we got? You know, uh, dude, I want to ask you
0: a question because this shit fucked with me. Um, so I sent out a post yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. The Rihanna thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did see it.
0: I, yeah, well, I sent out a post and I said, hey, fellas, if Rihanna was riding your dick. And just as you were about to come, she spat in your face. And I'm talking about a fat man, fat Italian man's loogie. There's a wind up and a (laughs) what would you do? And so many dudes, a lot of dudes, and the the answers were hilarious. Uh, I'll wipe off, keep fucking, I'll do this. I think I ain't gonna not bust that nut. And you know, and I said, nigga, if it was me. I hopefully would perfect time and catch it in my mouth, nigga. Because, <laughs> uh, again, that type of shit turned me on. But so many dudes was like, man, I Chris Brown that bitch. And I'm like, to any of you dudes that listen to this podcast, if that was your reaction, y'all niggas is lame, man. Y'all, like, you would physically beat her up? Man, fuck that. You spit, nigga. It's the most disrespectful thing you can do to the person. And it is. Spitting on somebody is one of the most disrespectful thing ever you could ever do. But here's my thing. Your dick is in her. Your dick is in her body. Listen, even if she hock eat and spit in my face and we wasn't fucking, just standing on the street, we get into an argument. Rihanna, fuck you, nigga, in my face. I would be upset. I might grab her and, what you doing? But I'm not going to beat her up because she's a woman. I'm not going to beat her up. Now, listen, if she was trying to kill me, physically hurt me, come at me with a weapon, by all means, defend yourself. But if she spat on me in an argument, I'm not going to bore my fist up and beat up a woman. So you niggas mean to tell me your dick is in her body. Nigga, you getting that. You whap, nigga. And you're going to beat this bitch up physically? Y'all niggas is lame, man. What part of the game is this?
1: What if that, what if that was the only way she could come?
0: By spitting my face? Yeah. Then that lets me know I'm doing my job. <laughs> I made mean, that bitch come because she spat on me, nigga. <laughs> and then I told this one dude, I was like, when you stop and think about it, her spit is just it's bodily fluids. You know what I'm saying? That's like if you fucking a chick and she squirts and you get wap juice shrapnel to the face. Some splash and hit you in the face. What you mad at that? You going to stop? So
1: mouth juice is it's the same as pussy juice coming out of a different orifice. What if what did she made a deal with you that you could come in her mouth but she got to spit in yours. Hey man, listen. <laughs>
0: sex? You hear me saying in my stand I know. Up. It should
1: be as dirty as sex, possible. That's what
0: sex is. It, D-Ray once told me, D-Ray Davis, the comedian, he want, and D-Ray's a freak, nigga. And you know, D-Ray light skin, green eyes. He's handsome. D-Ray fucks, nigga. D-Ray's a hoo D-Ray once told me he fucked a bitch and he nutted on a toothbrush and made her brush her teeth.
1: <laughs>
0: like, nigga, that's what sex is. It's filth it's disgusting if you if you're not doing shit sexually that if you would have recorded and you couldn't you could show your church or your pastor and them not be embarrassed you ain't doing it right and it's Rihanna even if it was a regular chick during sex if she spit in my face nigga yeah (laughs) but this Rihanna now you got a story you go beat the bitch up while your dick is in a body.
1: I think they got I, I don't think that they understood the uh I don't think that they got the whole flow of what you were First saying. First of all,
0: I think it was some hacky shit that they were going for because that's the obvious. Chris Brown. There's like a joke in there. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Chris Brown, that bitch. So you you you're halfway going for a joke. Which that's the easiest joke you could go for. But jokes aside, I'm just going, y'all niggas is serious. You getting pussy. She's her wetness is on your dick. And you mad at her, at her spitting on your face?
1: No, no, I read some of the posts. They were, they were mad. That's stupid. Grow the fuck up, man. I love
0: it, man. I, I I I you know, my baby mom, nigga, she would ride me, I'd be like, yo, spit in my mouth. <laughs> and she spit right in my mouth. Wow, fucking. Nigga, come on, man. It's the reason why I'm not a criminal, nigga. I just, you know, that shit calm you down. That's an antidote <laughs> for hostility, man. Y'all niggas need to grow the fuck up, yo. Um, you know, that's like I, I asked women. I said, ladies, be honest. From start to finish, how many pumps is enough? Like, what's how many pumps? 20, 50? What is it? And there were so many the typical jokes, which I knew I would get. Well, that's like saying how many licks till you get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. That's so obvious. Like y'all niggas is going for obvious. Fuck out of here. Um, you know who Marcellus Wiley is, right? Yeah. Uh first before we get to Marcellus Wiley, did you see the video that DL posted uh about the cops that got shot? Did you see that?
1: No, I haven't seen that. That was that was posted today, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, dude, I, I read up, about it. I read, shot in the window, cops sheriffs, are, right? Yeah, sheriffs. Yeah,
0: and they're fighting for their lives. Do we know if it was a black dude?
1: Because I,
0: I heard, I thought it was. You I don't know. It was a black dude.
1: All I know is that they went to the hospital and started protesting, when the people in the hospital. They were blocking up the uh, the protesters were blocking up the the entrance to the hospital, which was a problem because other people are injured trying to get into the hospital.
0: Right. Um, I think I saw something on Facebook where they were saying it was a black dude. Let's just say it was a black dude. Um, please, let's not do this. Let's not do this. Because I'm telling you, and, and you and I have discussed it, and we'll read about some of it in the emails, which, of course, because a couple. I'll put these to aside because he's got steam coming off them directed to you. Um, but black people, please, let's not do this. And And we already said if they don't if we don't hurry up and fix this it's going to go there yeah some black people are going to some motherfuckers going to go time to send a message but that's the wrong message to send cuz man that's like in the powder keg and again I, I don't think that's a fight we can win
1: uh i have no idea who it was and the way things are right now i don't think anybody should draw a conclusion until we know who it was and even at that point this is a this is this is we we have some problems. That's that's the bottom line. It has to be addressed, right? This is it, and it's not a good situation because uh, uh, the police are militarized, and to have them on edge is not. What and, we want. and
0: and and more so to give them the reason. The reason, and that almost sounds like a a, a weak thing to say because uh, they shouldn't be doing it, and we know that. Period. Well, but. God damn.
1: And, and I hate to, and I'm not trying to say that if it's a bad cop, that they deserve it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you just randomly shoot someone, you don't know who you're, this could be the person who could make the change. This could be the Good person they could have done something. Good um, point. It, it, this isn't, the acts of violence that are happening right now, as they are random, they're not random by the person who's, uh, who's doing the act. These are the people that are the problem. Yes, there's some train there's training problems. Yes, there's lots of issues that we need to address, but man, you take out somebody just because you don't know if that's the person that could be the, that could be the one that could be the, that could be the game changer. And, and, and that, that's scary. And if it, if it just goes random, it's going to be scary for everybody.
0: And let me be very clear and careful when I say this again, hear me loud and clear. Violence against cops, major no-no, major no-no. I even hate to use the word but because it sounds like I'm promoting it. So I'm not saying but, but it's like if you went, if the dude went, I'm going to purposely hunt down the cops to kill Breonna Taylor. I'm going to personally hunt down the man to kill George Floyd. Not saying you should do that, but to your point, just shooting a random cop who could be the change. You see what you don't? You see? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not saying you should go after the cops who
1: you know are fucked up. You, I'm not saying you should do that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But even to take that because of those cops. Someone who is who isn't doing anything right who could be the change doesn't doesn't deserve that that uh, that hatred and now you put another especially the, the protesting at the hospital and they were saying, man, they hope that these dudes die they don't know who that guy is right you you and you're blocking up the hospital, and now people who got injured at home or you know in a car accident can't get into the hospital I mean we got we have to think better than this. You know who Jason Whitlock is, right? Yeah. Yes, and, and remember
0: when I said that thing on a podcast uh, about, I don't know how Stephen A. Smith gets that rap for being a coon. Somebody sent me an email with a link, and they basically said, this is why he gets called a coon. Now, I never clicked onto the link. I didn't watch it. Uh, and even if I did, like I said, I've seen too many times where Stephen A. Smith, in the most eloquent, most articulate, and intelligent fashion, has said all the right things in regards to us. And our cause. So, you know, I, I just don't buy that Stephen A. is that dude. But I I hear a lot of people say Jason Whitlock is uh, on some cool shit. Now, <clears throat> Marcus Wiley, Marcellus Wiley, uh, who used to do be on Sports Nation with Max Kellerman. Uh, and I did Sports Nation one time. And that was the time I did the, the Sam, uh, what did I say, Sam... Sam uh, the joke about the gay football player. Yeah. Sam, I can't remember this motherfucker's name. Now. God, I'm getting old. Uh, anyway, uh, Michael Sams. Michael Sams. Uh, a joke about it, Michael yeah, Sams, Sams, which got me, uh, had my segment end early.
1: Michelle Beadle didn't like
0: it. Yeah, Michelle Beadle hated me for that. Um, he sent out a post, and he says this. White privilege doesn't exist. You know what it implies? Black disadvantage. The son, man, husband, father, and victor in me would never buy into such a limiting thought. My skin is not a sin. I stand tall, not slouched on my parents' and ancestors' endured shoulders. Now, before I read my response, here's what's dangerous about that. And here's why I don't like that. And here's why people are calling him a coon. When you take a stance like that, you allow... Racist white folks, the reasoning they need to believe that white privilege doesn't exist. And it, and it undermines our cause, our fight, and our progress. So <clears throat> that's why we have to be careful about the messages we put out. Uh, again, a la Mike Epps. When Mike Epps, that's why he and I got into that little beef. When he said, cops kill us because they see us kill us. Don't do that, Mike. That's dangerous. And That's irresponsible. Um, so I said, and I, and I wrote in my post, I really hope Marcellus Wiley sees this and reads this because I have mad respect for the brother and I get what he's going for, but we have to be careful with the messages we put out because it undermines our progress. So I said to him, brother, brother, absolutely white privilege exists to somehow connect white privilege with black disadvantage and being victim is like comparing apples to hand grenades. I get what you're going for, but let's not do that. It undermines the fight and the struggle and sacrifice of the BLM movement. Part of why we're here is because of those factual advantages that white America has always had versus the unfair treatment that we have always had and continue to have. Black men receiving more jail time than white men for the exact same offenses has zero to do with playing victim. Dylan Roof being treated to cheeseburgers from Burger King after killing nine black people in church versus the countless number of unarmed black men being shot to death is not playing victim. Please, let's not do that. So, <clears throat> you know, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you know, and again, I don't follow Jason Whitlock, uh, so I don't know to what degree worse he is than the than, than Marcellus. And this is the only comment that I've ever seen by Marcellus, even though I don't follow him that closely either. But again, I just think we need to be careful about those messages we put out, because again, for white people who are racist who don't want to admit to being racist and don't want to be called racist, that gives
1: them an out. Yeah, I, I I can't disagree with you on that at all. I think if he would have said white privilege exists and then said what he said, you know, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use that as my defense. I'm standing on this ground, I think he that would have maybe made more sense. White privilege definitely exists. And I'm tired of white people not understanding it exists. I wrote back on on, on one of your posts, I don't know if it was that post. That it, 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 yeah, I think it was that post. Okay. Because a
0: white dude said to me, basically said to me, Aries, you know, you hate white people. Why do you hate white people so much? And I said to him, Ask at Andy Comedy if I hate white people.
1: I think white people who think that you hate white people, it's their hatred for themselves. It's what I really think. Because I think that they they see it and can't acknowledge it. They see it and, and don't believe it or they see it and don't. I think a lot of white people see it and don't see it because they just believe that's the way life works. And I said this to you before. If you're a white guy and you walk out your door and you're successful. And I'm not talking about billionaire successful. I mean successful. You have a family. You have kids. You have a house. You have a good job. And you're doing all the things right. You went you did, you did, went to college. You, uh, you built up your business. Whatever you're doing and it's working for you. And then you see people that you went to school with white people that you went to school with, and they're not doing well because they made different mistakes and they didn't follow the same path that you followed. You just believe that everybody who who isn't doing the right things. That's why it happens that way, because you have you have examples of white people that's happening to. So you just think that everybody that isn't on that path is the same. And it's easy to get caught up in that because that's what you see every day as a white person. As, to be white and, and, and not see this is is, is a little bit of arrogance and it, it, it's it's blinders on because you have to actually see the struggle of other people and I'm not even talking just about black people everybody that comes to this country as an immigrant has struggled in this country this country started and then as uh, when we open up the country and again this is and this is going to be important for me to say so listen to the whole thing please when uh, we open up this country and then Europeans start coming here every European that came here had to struggle to get past like, there was no Irish supply here no uh, no uh, WAPS which, which meant without papers which was the Italians oh! but at that same time and this is what uh, a lot of Europeans that have uh, a shorter history that come here that might have been Italian might have been Irish and said we went through this at that same time that they opened up the territories and you could claim land and you could claim property black people weren't allowed to do that so not only were black people oppressed, brought, stolen, oppressed, brought here, uh, then they let all the Europeans move over here after the ter- territories opened up and still oppre- continue to oppress black people so that the uh, Europeans could still get a foothold on this country. So when you look at places that didn't have anything to do with the 13 territories that originally started this country, and but you see that the advantages that were still given— and just from that alone, you have to understand that there's privilege. Just from that alone. But as I said on that, that post, as a white person, if you just got up today and you looked at the news and you said, I, I don't ever want to deal with a black person again. They don't get it. I, I don't want to deal with them. You could do that.
0: Well, well, just, just so we really give this its proper context, let me mention, because this is what the through line is. Every white person I've ever heard complain about white privilege not existing, they say this. I came up and nobody gave me nothing. You know how hard I've had to work and have had to struggle? My life
1: has been tough. I grew up poor.
0: You know, I, I, you know. so what is this white privilege you
1: speak of? But again, if you're white, you can't see. That seems to be the bottom line for you, being poor and having to struggle to make it. They don't see how being poor and being black and being forced to deal with, uh, that everybody who owns the business that you need to even get a small comeuppance has to approve you. And if really. they don't approve you, you don't get to come up no matter how hard you work. This is what they're missing because they don't see, they, they see it, They, when we talk about an uneven playing field, they don't see that part of the playing field because they don't see that And this is not a pass for them. I'm saying they don't see that. You have to, as a white person in this country, you have to look past what you think is the reality.
0: And here's how you do that. And I've said this a fucking million times. Educate yourself. And if you don't have the desire to educate yourself, then that really is the problem. Because unless you know, you don't know. That's why. And I tell these dudes, I write it out. I go, look. Before you say I don't like white people, and before you continue with your spiel, do me a favor. Go watch PBS's Eyes on the Prize from Amazon Prime. Download it. Download PBS's MLK Still I Rise. Watch on Netflix James Baldwin's I'm Not Your Negro. Watch on Netflix LA 1992. Watch 12 Years a Slave. Watch Birth of a Nation with Nate Parker. Watch Selma. Watch The Butler. Read Malcolm X's autobiography. Unless you are just made up of Hitler-like hatred, if you are a real, decent human being with any sort of empathy and sympathy, watch this shit. Because now you'll know, and you might go, I get it now. I didn't know that. I didn't see that. But now I see how all of it's connected. I see what black people are talking about. But if you don't even give a fuck to want to learn,
1: that's the bigger problem. I almost think if you don't want to give a fuck to learn, then just don't give a fuck, but don't say anything. Shut the fuck up. That too. And let everybody else take care of this. And you go back into your house. But for
0: you to be able to feel like you got to say something
1: without the right shit in terms of knowledge. That's a problem, man. It's a huge problem. You know. We're out here in in Indianapolis, so we might as well home of the Klan. That's, that's where place. I was going. And so, if you're in the home of the Klan, and and you're you know, listen, uh, this is this is not the territory that I want to walk on right now. But I'm just going to have to say it because we're here. We're talking about the police. We're talking about shootings, and I, I, and I and I'm sticking to what I'm saying. The police should not be shot. Don't go shooting the police. It's not going to. This is not going to help our co- the, the cause at all. Uh. But you don't think in towns out here that is predominantly Klan that that means the police force is Klan? Of course. So it, if you take a look at what black folks have dealt with throughout this country, and you have to – there has to be empathy for for the – for the disillusionment that they don't that, that there's people out there that don't feel that they have anything else to do and that this what they're doing right now is the is is their last hope is their alternative i disagree with that but i have empathy for the people that feel that that, that as well i have empathy for the people that get shot for no reason whatsoever in any case i shouldn't say no reason whatsoever there's there's reasons but not that particular person we're we're in a really this is this is this is a tough time because there's we, we, we have access uh, to knowledge. We have all the access in the world and we got to get smarter and we should be able to get smarter quick. This should not we, we should be able to take care of things in a different way than we're taking care of it right now. Right. Uh, I, and should be and me saying should and we could and doesn't do anything. Uh, we need to start paying attention in white America. Like I said, if you if you don't want to get on it, shut the fuck up. But there's enough. Of, I think there's enough of us out there who want to make the change.
0: And I'm going to extend that branch to the Latinos. And again, not all, because I'm trying to walk that thin line between not starting a war with the Latino community. Because, you know, look, La- George Lopez's latest special, he, he said, uh, if you fuck with one bean, you get the whole burrito. And it's almost like Braveheart. When you fuck with the Hispanics, nigga, they come charging like the battlefield where the English is on one side and the Scots are on the other. Are you ready for the war? Where well, are you going? To pick a fate? Let's go. Ah! They all come for your ass. So, cause, cause, because a, a lot of times I get Latinos in my comment section and they go, quit playing victim. And I'm just going... At what point again did y'all listen? One white acceptance that badly is not going to get you a rush on your citizenship documents. Slow down there, Hernandez, because you realize they fuck with you too. But and 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 it's like certain parts of the Latino community. How dare you? Again, you're like the white people. You coming in without the proper education. Telling us to stop playing victim, but yet you steal from our culture relentlessly. You use the n word. You 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 guys are hip hop. You take from our culture. You know you copy our style, but then you're gonna tell us to stop playing victim. How dare
1: you, Hispanic? Well, when you say Hispanics, though, it's it's a generalization, though, because when you say, uh, and again, not all Hispanics, uh, yeah, but copying. You, know, you know, first of all, let's just go to where you saying copying. Your, your, your style Your swag uh, let, let, If you say Puerto Rican Puerto Rican is black and, and, and Hispanic So of course they have that same style Because they have the same vibe They're, they're working from the- But
0: but black people will tell you That so many of them go I'm not black yep. Godfrey made a rant about it Yeah that, that's true as well They go I'm not black man Dominican I'm not black Yeah you are Well, th- So you don't want to claim it But you want to take it
1: Okay that's fair That's very fair
0: you want to tell us to stop playing victim without the proper education to know our history, to know that we're not playing victim.
1: It, 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 I'm not denying that's not fair, but there's Hispanics have other issues. Look at the uh, Puerto Rico is it is a territory. It's not. It's not a state. They don't. They don't vote the same way we do. They don't have the same. They don't get the same uh, benefits of being an American that Americans get. Uh, Mexicans from Mexico, I mean, uh, that live in this country that that have been that was that when America was started, the, the French had this part of the country. They took it from Mexico. Uh, they had their land removed and taken and they had a whole different way of coming up. And when they say sometimes like playing victim, I'm not giving them a pass on it. I'm saying they're looking at it as we've been here. We've been going through the same struggle, too. We're doing it a different way. Right, that's that's some of their thought process. We're going to make this work. This was this is where we came from too. We we were we were we're second class citizens as well.
0: Yes, and listen, fucked up is fucked up, but there's degrees to this shit. So I, I you know, don't hit me with well, we're we We've been treated like shit, and we don't complain. We just tighten up our bootstraps and move forward. We've been doing that. But, but y'all ain't been through what we really been through. Let's be clear about that. Show me the photos of y'all picking cotton in the fields. Show me the photos of y'all hanging from trees. Show me the photos of your men with whip marks on their backs. When were you separated from your families and ripped of your heritage and your culture and your language? When were you? Y'all come here willingly. We were forced here. There's degrees to this shit. No doubt. There it is. I have to take a shit, dude.
1: I hope you're going to go to your room. Yes,
0: because there is a rumbling in my tummy, nigga. There is an all-out malice in the palace in my stomach right now. (laughs) Who's who's my man's name? Ron Artest, nigga, has run from my liver to punch my heart, nigga. (laughs) And now my kidneys nigga, is having beer thrown on it.
1: He's gonna kick you in the spleen. By my spleen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a fight going on in my goddamn stomach right now, nigga. I was gonna do a quarterback is toast, but no, my, my, my rim got hot, nigga. Yeah. So I know this ain't a fart, nigga. This is straight gumbo juice.
1: I think we need to leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Um, Hits 101, uh, thank you as always. Uh, Thank you guys. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Uh,
1: Miami this week. Andycomedy.com. Come on, see me. You get all my Spearsburg.com
0: is.
1: By the time they hear this, maybe we have Spearsberg.com started up.
0: Yeah. And we got and listen, cause we do cause we got this and we're gonna be in Miami. Um, can we go back to this episode coming out on Wednesday, and then an email yeah. coming on Thursday? Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. Matthew Riggins hit me, and he said, "Dog, no, no email episode this Thursday." I was like, "Yeah, you know me and Andy, we had to
1: da 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 da." So you know, yeah, we, we we got extended. We didn't think we were going to be off the road this long. Yeah, it
0: was it was it was a. It was a blindside. We didn't see it coming.
1: And doing the uh, episodes in the tin can isn't always the best deal either. So. Yeah, and emails, man, because I really
0: I actually enjoy the email segment. So, I wanted the clarity to be right. I didn't want to sound like I was in a jail making a house call, you know. So, I wanted the cl- the, the clarity to be right. Hey, who's that nigga? Jody. Are hey, you still you fucking some nigga Jody? What's up, cub? Dude, did you ever see the footage? Of Snoop Dogg's audition for Boys in the Hood? No. Andy. 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 This is a treat. For those of you who want to see it, YouTube, I'm sure it's on YouTube. Oh, we
1: we got to throw it up on our Instagram when we get that yes. Spears, Spearsberg yes. Instagram
0: up. It's the scene where Cuba Gooding Jr., after uh, Ricky gets shot, goes to his girlfriend, Neil Long, played by Neil Long, house. Remember the scene? And he's so frustrated, he starts punching the air.
1: Remember that for boys' it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Snoop Dogg did a screen test doing that scene. Let the comedy begin. You have to see this, Andy.
1: I'll check it out. It is gold, nigga. Guys, take a look at that, and uh, we'll be here tomorrow with some uh,
0: emails. $10, a lot of money t-shirts. You see we both wearing them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hit Andy up at Andy Comedy. Get these motherfuckers. Do they come in black?
1: No, they just having, we just had to do the white ones. So talk. white only. Yeah, but our, our next logo our logo shirt, the can you feel it, baby, is in black. As it should be, because nigga got big dicks. <laughs>
0: can you feel it, baby? Yeah. I
1: ain't got no money.
0: Can you feel it, baby?